Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonabello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomena, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, The X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exzoneradiotv.com or www.xzonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation, keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Welcome to the Connecting with Coincidence radio show with Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, bringing together the world's synchronicity experts to help you use meaningful coincidences to develop spiritually, psychologically, and practically. For more information, put Connecting with Coincidence into your web browser to find the book, website, Psychology Today blog, YouTube channel, and Facebook page. And now, here is the host of the Connecting with Coincidence radio show, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. to Connecting with Coincidence. Yes, I'm your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. And uh, who sees lots of coincidences? People who describe themselves as spiritual or religious report experiencing more meaningful coincidences than those who did not report. We proceeded to define other personality traits that were associated with high coincidence sensitivity. We studied 280 undergraduate university students enrolled in a psychology class. They were presented with a coincidence scenario to prompt them to understand what we meant by the term. And we saw that six personality traits we were measured, we were measuring, uh, seemed to correlate with coincidence sensitivity. The most prominent one was referential thinking, which is characterized by beliefs that events around me have to do with me. Looking for a coincidence and finding meaning in them represents a form of referential thinking. The second highest characteristic was vitality and negative affect. 
seems that high emotional charge is likely to generate increased connections between ideas in people's minds. Third was religious commitment, which is often associated with the idea that God intervenes in people's lives, suggesting that coincidences may be interpreted as a means by which people are being guided. The search for meaning is also a key characteristic because people searching for meaning meaning in life are likely to apply what they see around them to their own experiences and see how they're connected. Faith and intuition was not statistically significant in our research, but it is in other people's research. So what's the common denominator among all these traits? An increased tendency to connect one idea to another in, in various ways, each of these traits does that. With what ease do you connect similar ideas together? If you haven't yet, take the, take the weird coincidence survey on my website, Connecting with Coincidence, to see how sensitive you are to coincidences. Our guest today is Christine Clawley. Christine Clawley received her MA from the Depth-Oriented College Pacifica Graduate Institute in 2015 and became a licensed professional counselor in Colorado in 2018. She is currently a clinician in private practice and at a community health center in Alamoso, California. She's worked in a variety of settings, including inpatient, outpatient, hospitals, and prisons. After overcoming the life-threatening necrotizing fasciitis in 2008, she embarked on a journey of healing and self-understanding through exploring various modalities and techniques and wants to share what she's learned with others and assist in their healing. Prior to contracting this illness, she received many dreams and messages that something was out of balance within her life and her body and eventually foreshadowed her illness. Christine, welcome to the show. Hi, Dr. Coincidence. Thank you for inviting me on your show. I'm really, really excited to be here. Uh, glad to have you. Now, why would you be calling me Dr. Coincidence, Christine? <laughs> well, um, just, uh, I guess, a brief intro here to your audience and listeners. We are creating a documentary um, about uh, synchronicity and coincidence. And you are featured in that documentary as Dr. Coincidence. Um, and I am just really grateful to your research and all the work you're doing to advance awareness on this topic. Well, I appreciated your coming to visit me. Uh, you came to my house a couple of months ago, and we had a good time uh, filming it right here, right here in my house. So tell me, how, how, I'm, I want to know how the, how the filming is going. You'd, you'd gone to Florida. You'd, I think you talked to Joe Cambry in, in California. But tell, tell, tell us about how your movie is going. So the film is going uh, very well. We um, have gathered most of the in-person interviews that we're gonna, going to do at this point. Uh, we are interested in soliciting more um, feedback from just the general public. Uh, stories about coincidence, precognitive dreams, other time anom anomalies, uh, perhaps even telepathic experiences. Um, and we're going to be going and moving into the editing phase um, this spring. So likely in fall uh, 2020, the film will be released. Who else do you have uh, as in-person interviews? Um, so, yeah, Joseph Cambray, yourself, Dr. Coincidence, um, Rob and Trish McGregor, who've authored many books on synchronicity, uh, Eric Wargo, who's... Um, Written it, written a fascinating uh, book, uh, which is called Time Loops. Um, and let's see, uh, there's a shamanic healers, Rocks and Jim Haggins, um, and they talk about their uh, their spiritual practice and how that garners uh, the power of synchronicity, and um, many others. I, I can't think of all the names off the top of my head. But it should be fascinating. Well, I'm curious to see. So maybe in, you can go get the list because I'd like sure. I'd like to be able to see who else you're including in in your film. Um, but you got you got started in the in looking at synchronicity uh, 
for a variety of ways, but one of them, one of them involved your father. Um, would you tell us about that one? Absolutely. So, um, one of those amazing synchronicity experiences, but this one had quite tremendous consequences. So um, this story, I think, really demonstrates the power of synchronicity and why it's so important to really pay attention to these uh, events. So I was um, visiting a friend in California. Um, I was getting, you know, we were at the bookstore, uh, you know, just kind of looking around, killing time before I was about to jump on a plane to head back to Denver, Colorado. And um, this book seemed to just, you know, pop out at me. Um, it, it almost seemed to glow, if you will, <laughs> from the shelf of, of the bookstore. That's, that's such an important thing, this, this uh, library angel thing that's been around for quite a while, that certain books call us. Uh, I, I interviewed a guy named Frankie Finn on this program a couple of weeks ago, and he was he was uh, covered in his mind with blue butterflies. There were all kinds of blue butterflies appeared to him. And days later, I was walking around in a grocery store and supermarket, and there was a book with a blue bl butterfly on the cover, and I bought it, and it turned out to be a very very interesting read for me. Wow, fascinating. See, very, very important to pay attention to these things. So I'm happy to hear that story also. Yes. So um, I, I grab this book. I look at it. It happened to be um, by an author, Eldon Taylor. And the book, the title of the book was called Mind Programming. And um, I, I decided to buy the book. So I, you know, bought the book. I was really excited. I started reading it on the plane. And um, I just was loving the content, you know, really eating it up, reading it quickly. And I'm about two thirds of the way done with the book. And I get to this chapter and something, some intuition, some feeling inside me just says, this is important information, you know, finish this chapter and then just stop. And in this chapter, the author of the book uh, was discussing a very powerful uh, coincidence where his wife had just read on uh, the back of a cereal box that burning lungs can can be a sign of that you're having a heart attack. Um, so he had been having the sensation of burning lungs, which is not a common symptom that people think about, right? You think of chest pains, the left arm, you know, kind of tingling. And so he acted on that, went to the you know doctor right away, and it ended up saving his life. So I just read that, closed the book, and you know just kind of sat with that information, digested it, so it was fresh in my mind, and uh, you know deplaned uh, you know the plane I was on. My dad was picking me up, and all of a sudden, you know he's you know, looking very pale, saying, oh my gosh, you know, I'm having burning lungs, you know, my lungs are burning, and it must be the pollution in Denver, because they're from Colorado Springs, my parents, and, you know, he asked me to drive, and I said, you know, dad, this is just really strange, because I, I read, you know, just about 15 minutes ago that that can be a sign of a heart attack. Well, at first, you know, he's kind of, uh, minimizing that, oh no, I'm fine, I'm fine. Well, I overrid what he wanted me to do, which was just drive all the way back to the Springs. And I took him to the ER. And um, they ended up having to operate on him right then and there. Uh, one of his ventricles was 99% blocked, and he may not have made it had we ignored that information. So that is an instant where the the right information has fallen into my lap at the right time, there's no real uh, external causal explanation for something like that. And that potentially saved my father's life. Um, We're yeah. com coming to the end of this segment, and that's a wonderful story. We'll, we'll continue with that in our next segment, and hopefully who else is on your in your movie. You're listening, connecting with Coincidence. I'm your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, on the Xone Broadcast Network. Our guest is Christian Crawford.
It's hard to listen to the news without realizing we're living in volatile, unprecedented times. Yet never has there been such an opportunity to transform the human condition. As old structures fail, where can we find the guidance to co-create a better way? Find Your Path Home is an ever-evolving, leading-edge information, education, and healing resource center designed to support and guide you on your path to unity and enlightenment. Based on sound principles employed by Shaman Worldwide, we provide techniques that can support you through the current transitions, offering online shamanic classes, international long-distance shamanic healing sessions, complimentary Mission Evolution radio episodes, and Stairway to Heaven TV vignettes. The we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pounds. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Seminars, retreats, and much more. All of this can be found on findyourpathhome.com. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, Simultv.com, Simultv.com. What's Simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a Simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about Simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Path Home Shamanic Art School proudly presents the Gathering of Shaman 2019 Fall Retreat, Manifestation Samhain. Join me, Certified Shamanic Instructor Gwilda Wiyaka, in the magnificent Colorado Mountains this November 2nd and 3rd for a life-changing event. Participate in unique teachings and ceremonies that will put the power and magic of shamanic manifestation into your hands. Sit in circle with like-minded individuals, sharing group energy and the power it generates. Classes will be held in a facility next to the beautiful, majestic Arkansas River, further empowering the experience. Space is limited, so reserve your spot today. For more information, visit findyourpathhome.com or email touchin at findyourpathhome.com. Welcome back to CC with BB. I'm your host, Dr. I'm an MD, and this is Connecting with Coincidence. Our guest today is Christine Crawley, who is the producer-director of a new movie coming up probably next year on synchronicity. You, I thought I, when I, that story about your father and the burning lungs, I thought you read something on a cereal box that was something like that. Was that in the story? Uh, so that was the author reading that on a cereal box. Author. So that was... The author had written about this information and shared it in his book. And I just happened to, um, yeah, look at that information at the right time. So, And somehow you knew that was the place to stop. Yes. What an experience for you to walk off the plane and hear your father saying just what you had read. I'm sorry, say that again? What an experience for you walk off the plane and hear your father saying the same thing you had just read. Oh, it was a complete shock. Um, I was almost feeling like I was in a dream. Yeah. You know, it can be hard to really believe when a synchronicity or coincidence of that magnitude shows up. Um, but I went with it. I acted upon that information and, and that was the right decision. And t- tell us what that feeling was like at that moment, like you were in a dream. And that, tell us a little bit more about that experience. Um, yeah. So, it, I mean, it definitely was a feeling that just went through my whole body, kind of stopped me in my my tracks. Um, it, it's such a 
profound feeling to um, have something that's just, you know, kind of sitting in your mind uh, just happen so quickly, you know, in, in the external world. And so, you know, I was very concerned. And although my father, you know, was didn't believe it and, you know, kind of mi- denying or minimizing that information, I just uh, had a very strong feeling that there was a reason this was happening. Um, so, yeah, it, it was a shock. It was a shock. It's, it's, that's, that, that, I'm just trying to imagine it. That it's, and a shock and so helpful. Um, it's, it's really was useful. Some of our coincidences are just like very interesting, but this had real world consequences. Exactly. Absolutely. And so one thing that I think both of us are trying to do is to get people to pay attention to these kind of experiences. Um, it's such a, you know, overriding attitude in our culture to, you know, deny uh, the importance of these experiences or even pathologize uh, people who have these type of experiences. So I'm really trying to get people to notice and not just dismiss um, these kind of coincidences or the intuition that leads someone to take a particular action. Um, So just, yeah, really emphasizing that importance. You're trying to do that through your movie. Among, I guess that's your that's your vehicle right now. Absolutely, that that's the vehicle. Uh, tell us tell us how you got the idea of doing the movie. I think it had a lot to do with your severe illness. Well, it had to do with my illness. It also had to do with another uh, synchronicity, actually, too. Um, so I'll I'll start with the other synchronicity that led to the the film. Uh, idea and now the execution of the film. Um, I was living in Ventura, California, uh, working at a coffee shop. I was, um, you know, studying young and just happened to strike up a conversation with someone who is also, you know, studying synchronicity. And he, uh, his name is Tom Haynes, has, you know, been a director, uh, been involved in photography and film for, I think, you know, 20 years or so. And, you know, we both came to this idea together of how powerful it would be to create a film about time and synchronicity. So that that was an interesting, you know, coincidence or chance meeting that has led to something, uh, again, unfolding um, in the external world that just started with an idea. So, um, so that was something that a meeting that kind of furthered this uh, film, but I'll I'll talk about my illness, yeah, briefly. Um, so back in 2008, um, I was going through a very hard time in my life. Uh, I had just graduated from college, was you know working a job I didn't feel that passionate about, and to be honest, feeling you know quite depressed. Um, in my life. And I, uh, let's see, I had kind of, you know, lost hope. I was feeling hopeless. And I, I was um, having these dreams for about a period of six months. Uh, and they were just these terrifying dreams where I would wake up and I felt like I was being strangled. And this, you know, dark woman, uh, it, I would see her in my dreams and I would wake up from these dreams and it felt like there were still hands around my neck. So it was this, you know, very, this woman just filled with rage. And I had this repeated dream over and over again. And in my waking life, I was very much repressing uh, a lot of my anger. You know, my soul was not happy with what I was doing. And in a lot of, you know, indigenous uh, cultures and societies, if you're not following your soul desires or soul wish, there's a part of you that that gets angry or maybe even splits off. So I had had these dreams and I had even had um, two dreams that I'd had a cyst um, in the back of my throat. And I was trying to remove this cyst in my dreams. So, you know, fast forward six months later, you know, I'm working a lot. I get very ill and I have these flu-like symptoms. Um, it starts off with a sore throat. 
but then after some time, uh, the illness just gets worse. I, I go to get, you know, to the hospital to try to get help. And they basically refused me. It was only two weeks in my life I was without insurance. So I really felt at that time that this was serious and I, I, I felt like I might die. So I called my parents, you know, asked them to pick me up um, from the hospital. They took me back home and the, the illness continued to get worse. You know, I'd just been to the hospital. We thought, you know, maybe everything's okay. So I waited a few more days. I'm going to interrupt just for yes, a minute. Yes, absolutely. I'm, I'm impressed with the, the, the woman choking you in the dreams. And then, sure. then you have a dream of a cyst in your throat. So there's a, there's a consistent, at least beginning, two pieces of a throat problem. As your dreams are trying to tell you that. Exactly. Exactly. That is so important. And it was a repeated dream. And it was over a period of six months. So something in my subconscious was literally screaming to me, you know, something's not right within your body, within your, yes, within my throat. And, and again, there could be a spiritual side to this. I was uh, kind of, you know, holding back my voice. I was, um, in a sense, choking myself symbolically. Right, and yeah, holding back your voice, that goes together with the voice box being right there in the throat. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, this was the scariest part. Right before I went into the hospital, um, I went into septic shock. This red rash just moved very, very quickly from my throat down to my chest and and, and into my uh, stomach. So I had had a collapsed lung. Um, the flesh eating bacteria was moving very, very quickly. This was in minutes. It moves from my throat all the way down to my chest, my torso. And I went into another state of consciousness. My parents rushed me to the hospital. Um, they thought they were going to do a simple tracheotomy, you know, patch up my lung. And when they, uh, cut into my neck and I'm sorry if this is unpleasant for your listeners, but, you know, dead tissue sp- spilled out and they realized this is something else entirely. So I had a 1% chance of surviving this illness. Um, they kept me in a medically induced coma for a- about three to four weeks. Um, and I-, I am extremely lucky to survive. But that uh, illness originated from a cyst in the back of my throat that burst. That was what they determined to be the cause of this um, major illness. And, uh, I did have dreams throughout, um, that coma, uh, that I think I would save that for another time. Uh, but those three dreams that I had while I was in the medically induced coma, I think, um, have shown me the direction that I'm taking, you know, with my life, the work I'm going to do. And I do remember consciously choosing to come back and to live when I was on that, in that other's, uh, realm. I understand. And yeah, we're coming to we have about another minute left, but uh, I want to emphasize the, the signals from your body to your dreams uh, about a cyst in your throat. You really nailed that there, there's, in, in your dreams. Your, your dreams were able to t- at least foreshadow what was, was really go- going on with you and the cho- woman choking you even before that. And yes. being able to figure out when those dreams are actually trying to tell you something, because unfortunately, you didn't weren't able to act on those dreams. Uh, they were correlated, but you really only acted when you started feeling so awful. Yes, and absolutely. That made a, that, that's what made a, a difference, right? Able to finally get some. Yes. We're coming to the end of this segment. You're listening to Connecting with Coincidence. I am your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. So,
you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomena, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, The X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. To CC with BB. Yes, I am your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, and this is the Exxon Broadcast Network. We're talking with Christine Clawley, who just described uh, a remarkable recovery from an awful illness uh, and four weeks under a medically induced coma. Uh, and this coma uh, had three dreams in it, or three or four dreams. Why don't you tell us what happened to you in those dreams? Well, um, again, just a preface for your listeners, it, it may be a little disturbing to hear this. Um, so if you're sensitive, you know, maybe you can turn it down or tune out for a moment. But um, these dreams were not uh, pleasant dreams. So they were very much reflecting what was happening to my body. Um, now I've, I've, looked at these experience from a much more positive light. So although it may sound disturbing, um, I think these dreams in a way were in that experience, part of an initiation for me, a spiritual initiation. Um, but these dreams involved, um, basically a negative experience of feeling like I was being tortured, which was what was happening to my body in the physical realm. Uh, they had to basically open my chest, keep it open the entire time, and suck out that infection with a wound vac. Um, so they would open and close me up over and over again. It was very painful. Uh, you know, when I woke up, I was uh, it was it was a shock to come back into my body, but yet my subconscious was regi registering this. So um, that was one experience of, of, you know, feeling like I was being tortured. Um, another experience was uh, being living in another life. And this, this dream just seemed to, to be an entire lifetime. So it felt like forever um, as I was really stuck in this dream realm. I was in a coma. I couldn't wake up. Um, I was an Asian woman. And I was on a huge wooden ship out at sea, and I, I basically felt very hopeless and, and depressed because I was a slave, and other women on this ship were actually sex slaves. And I had helped, I was older, so I had helped bring these women onto the ship. We weren't allowed to talk to one another. It was a very oppressive, um, just 
you know, horrible environment. And um, it felt like there was no way out. I wonder, but, how, I wonder how you tuned into that particular reality of slave ship women. I, I don't know. I, I have some suspicion um, now, and I can talk about that a little bit once I finish uh, the dream. But in this dream, there was one thing that kind of broke the spell of this hopelessness. And uh, my sister showed up on that ship. She looked different. Again, she was Asian. Um, and we could, you know, we weren't allowed to talk, but we looked into each other's eyes and I, I'm going to cry. <laughs> and I felt this incredibly, uh, beautiful sisterly love. And there was just this compassion and this understanding of, um, the, the difficulties and kind of the horror that, that we had both been through. And actually, uh, my sister later mentioned that there were several times I would wake up out of the coma and I would lock eyes with her and start crying. So I wonder if, you know, this was a part of some of those experiences. So we ended up, you know, helping the other women escape. Uh, we created this sense of community on the ship and we were rescuing, you know, other, other women. We had this whole operation. Um, and, and that was really a shift when that helplessness and that bleakness was completely broken and shattered. Wow. Um, oh, I, that is, that is amazing on several levels. Uh, it's the sort of thing that needs to keep happening in the world that, uh, the oppression of women is very clear and continues and. And here you are uh, organizing a bunch of sex slaves into rebelling and preaching for freedom. That's wonderful. Yes, thank you. And so, you know, now I am a counselor. I, I work with a lot of women who've been in domestic, you know, violence uh, issues. And, you know, my sister and I are very close. Uh, I'm much closer to my family after this illness. Um, I, I don't take things for granted. You know, I appreciate every day, every breath. When I woke from that coma, I had many challenges ahead of me. I could not breathe on my own. I had to learn how to breathe again. Uh, eat on my own, walk, talk, but I had such an incredible uh, will to live. So that was the difference. You know, before this illness, I was suffering from depression and hopelessness. And after this illness and these dreams, I just had such an incredible will to live. Um, and, and I had experience um, after the other big change is uh, precognitive dreams on a, on a more regular basis after this uh, illness. So I was much more in touch with that intuitive side of myself. Uh, that, that whole thing liberated you. you. As you liberated women and yourself in the dream, you liberated yourself for, the, for real life and opened up your potentials with precognitive abilities. Wow, that, that's a beautiful way to put it. <laughs> I hadn't thought of it that way, but yeah, I, I think that does seem right. Yeah, I, that, 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 I'm glad it does because it, it's such a, a compelling metaphor for uh, what you've needed to do and what women need to do and helping each other get off that ship and, uh, and get moving into a, a better reality. Um, you were, you were uh, I, I want to, uh, I'm still interested in, in how all this um, has impacted your life in addition to the, what you just described. Um, how has it changed your relationships with men, for example? Well, um, that is interesting. I, I would say, you know, it's um, made me more compassionate towards both men and women. Um, you know, you would think I, I guess I would have some anger, hatred, and certainly I'm not, you know, happy that women are in this position, but I see how men are hurting just as much as women by these uh, rigid gender roles, uh, by the system of patriarchy, which says to men, you aren't allowed to be in touch with your feminine side, to, you know, have feelings, to cry, to, to be vulnerable at times. Um, so I would say it's improved, you know, my relationship with men also. Um, it's made me a more compassionate person overall, I think. 
uh, because I have been willing to deal with, you know, my own pain and suffering. I think anytime someone's willing to confront that within themselves, you know, it does allow you to be more compassionate with others and see the bigger picture. When you make a judgment on someone, you're just seeing, you know, one surface moment, but what is their history? What is their story? And that that is the beauty of psychotherapy. You see a much deeper uh, three-dimensional picture of that person. Right. What has it done um, about your belief in uh, God? Yeah. Um, so I believe when I was on the other side, I did have some uh, kind of encounter with, I don't know, God, creator, this other intelligence or force. And it was beautiful. Um, I had an experience actually recently where I consciously relived some of the things that happened to me. Um, and it was this moment when I went from experiencing just an incredible amount of pain. And yes, I was asleep, but my body was registering all that. So the body still holds that trauma. But there was a moment where it was like, I realized there is no such thing as death. Um, I felt just absorbed into this incredibly uh, beautiful state of oneness, uh, warmth, um, no fear, just love. Um, and I, I still have moments, you know, where I, I feel that or remember that. And my spiritual practice has been very important to me. I've explored, um, for me personally, learning about the indigenous uh, culture, their their spirituality, some of their um, even rituals that they, you know, use to connect with creator have been incredibly valuable to me. Um, so it's, yes, uh, God, creator, spirit, whatever name you call it, it, it's something that I've been, you know, continually searching for to kind of re-experience or pull that more into, into my life here. I understand. Uh, it's something happening with me uh, just lately, too. I've had uh, some medical uh, difficulties recently, and I, I realize that I can't control all of what happens in my body. Uh, I, I'd like to, but these things happen, and I have to give up the, the power and belief that I, as a man or as a person, can figure it out and know what to do. I, I, trusting in God or whatever you call and I'm using God because I haven't used God very much in my life. So it's, I can use it as a term now uh, rather than the way it's been some, sometimes macerated. Mm -hmm. and, and, and trusting in God becomes a real relief to be able to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it's an incredibly humbling experience. <laughs> For me, prior to this illness, I was someone who was very uh, type A. Uh, independent. I'm still a little bit type A. Uh, never wanted help from anyone. You know, I didn't realize at the time, but I guess I I think I viewed that as a weakness. I want to do everything on my own. So and, then, and and we have to we ha we're coming to the end of this oh, section, sure. so we'll, we can continue in the next about what you're doing. You're listening to Connecting with Coincidence. I'm your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, on the Exxon Broadcast Network. Our guest our guest is Christine Clawley who's directing a new movie on synchronicity. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar's sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, 
Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I dot net. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide 15 exclusive channels like Exxon, Sci Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world, interactive online network, and much more. Tomorrow's TV today, Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Memorable dynamic presentations are a not so secret weapon in the business world. Do you have a powerful message that must be shared, but you haven't found a way to deliver that message? Do you want to be known as a top public speaker who gets amazing results? Are you ready to create and deliver your powerful message? Thomas Hides can help you create and deliver your speech to get the results you desire. Visit IconQuality.com. Did you expect your business to flourish, but instead it plateaued or didn't get off the ground yet? Would you like to achieve massive goals and discover new sources of income within your business? When you're ready to experience that type of success with fast results, Cindy Hendricks is the business coach for you. Her work with entrepreneurs and business owners has been life-changing. To get you and your business where you want to be, go to imaginemoresuccess.com. Has the fear of public speaking stalled your business or personal life? What would you give to develop and maintain supreme confidence? Have an invaluable private program to always perform at your best. Imagine how you would feel. You can have all that and so much more today with Thomas Hyde's life-changing course called Number One Fear Unleashed. Visit NumberOneFear.com and be liberated from your fear of public speaking. Welcome back. Welcome back to CC with BBS. I'm your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. We're on the Exxon Broadcast Network. We're talking to Christine Clawley, who still has some type A left in her. And, and that's that's true because, I mean, you're running around the country doing this movie, and uh, that takes a little type A activity to do it. Absolutely. <laughs> I do admit that. <laughs> <laughs> I do see it's pretty cool. Now, I, I asked you before, and I still want to know if who else are you having in who else you have in your movie? Um, so I can't find that full list, but a few other names. Uh, Robert Moss, uh, who's phenomenal. He's written a lot of books about uh, dreams, and he's had three near-death experiences and the power of synchronicity. Uh, Annika Lucas is another uh individual she is she is a former sex slave who's now using uh the power of yoga to help uh heal others especially in the prisons and i think um her project is uh prison freedom project i believe and then how does synchronicity fit in with what she's doing um 
synchronicity fits in with what she's doing by so I she's working in the prisons and that's a very uh you know rigid um environment it's a very disempowering experience and a lot of these people are you know people in prison are people who've experienced a lot of trauma so she is using the power of um you know movement synchronizing breath and the movement of body to re- to release and process emotions um so that's kind of a different look at synchronicity uh but i think that's another thing i i did want to bring up is um the increasing disconnection from our bodies in this modern technological world and how can we you know create more continuity between the mind body emotions and and the natural rhythms um one of the so, one of the ways that i have come to think about the value of synchronicity in the terms we're just talking about is that uh, our minds are getting captured by um, the media and particularly uh, social media and uh, and computers and the computers and social media all run on yes or no black and white um, zero and one it's it's a very dichotomous uh, background of the th- of the ideas that come out of of computers and what the real world has out there is much more analog. It's not black and white. It's like it's patterns. It's smooth rhythms. It's Absolutely. Like, it's like me. It's like sine waves versus uh, one or two, zero and one, where there's smooth continuities. And if we can think analogically or metaphorically when we look out into the world and then try to match what we're thinking with what's out there. And that synchronicity Coincidence awareness can keep us from getting caught up in the world of the computer and keep our eyes on the world of analog life of trees and and emotions and interpersonal energy. Absolutely. I am so glad you brought up this point because this is also a passion of mine. Uh, Nietzsche, you know, talked about the human being as meaning-making creatures. I mean, that's the most important, perhaps defining aspect of of a human being is that we make meaning of our experiences. We, uh, you know, are constantly defining values. And there is a worry that in this increasingly technological and, uh, you know, automated world, in some ways that we lose our free will and we become more beholden to these outside forces. So in a way, the synchronicity is kind of the the remedy for this situation. How do we imbue time itself with a sense of meaning and preciousness? Because, you know, certainly the clock or computers doesn't have that kind of uh, value system that human beings have. So, uh, yes. And and the I go to the very root of the difference between looking at a computer and looking at a tree. Uh, and the Difference is yes or no, zero and one versus lines and curves. Yes. And again, so does uh, there, there's a phenomenal book, uh, maybe for your listeners. Uh, it's called Time Wars, the Primary Conflict in uh, Human History. And uh, the author, uh, Jeremy Rifkin, brings up this point that the human being is trying to match their biorhythms to the computer and that that can create, you know, disease and illness. And so we we give up the complexity, the multiplicity of our, our body and emotions and the relationship to nature when we put so much emphasis on connecting with the computer and our lives are becoming more and more intertwined with, you know, the internet and, and our phones, and it does become difficult to disconnect. And, and the real question is, what is that doing to our brains? And what is that doing to our relationship to ourselves and each other? And I worry about that. And, uh, and synchronicity is a, a remedy for this. I, 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 I'm, pretty sure of it and it, it's it's being a, it, this matching biorhythms to the computer is like tr- is matching uh, rhythms to a flat line 
Yes. It's the it's just yet just zeros and ones that we're dealing with where the biorhythms of around us and in us are, are sine waves where move up and they move down and it's it's in a usually it can be in a nice rhythm sometimes it isn't but at least it's moving the the zeros and ones keep us more and more flatlined where I'm where I'm tr where I'm trying to uh, get some idea about is how often um, you think of something the way you found that book, but you think of something or it's attracted to you and there it shows up on your computer. And I don't mean the mm. algorithms from Amazon that, that know what you want to buy. I don't mean that. I mean that where it seems like it's more random, where, where you, you think something, you need something, and the computer sh gives you what you're looking for. What do you think about that relationship? Well, I think that is a possible, you know, true synchronicity <laughs> and not just, uh, you know, advertising um, or, you know, monitoring. I think that absolutely can happen where, you know, you're thinking of something. I mean, th this still happens to me. Um, I still have precognitive dreams. I still dream about things that happen in the area in which I live. And so I'll dream an event and then I'll, I'll maybe read about that event. So um, absolutely, I think still even with that connection to the computer and possible undermining of our free will, that the human being is so powerful. The human spirit and consciousness is so powerful that it can override, you know, any external control mechanism. So, you know, I think absolutely that could be a legitimate coincidence or experience when you think something and then see it on the computer. I, I've, it's happened with me trying to write something and I needed an answer and I fiddled around and there it was. Uh, and uh, it does happen. It becomes, becomes necessary to talk about what we mean by free will mm -hmm. and just what is free will and what is the limit of what are our limits of free will. And I've come to more fully recognize that each of us is in a mind embedded in our environment. What you learned through your coma and what I'm learning now through my medical problem now is that that my mind is embedded in other with other people's other people's minds. That yes. I'm, I am not as separate from what's around me as I used to think or probably the way you used to think. And so when I, the way I feel that is when I hear you talking with such enthusiasm about synchronicity and trying to get the ideas out and that you kind of are thinking the same way I am, I, it's such a pleasure because I, I, my role isn't, used to be like, look at me, Bernie Biteman, blah, blah, blah. Dr. Coincidence is still there, but it's, mm -hmm. it hasn't gone, my showmanship business, as you know. Well, good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, doing, I'm doing my next Dr. Coincidence show on November 8th. Um, it's the second time we're going to be doing it um, here in Charlottesville. So I still got that, but more it's, it, it's that I'm so glad to be part of maybe helping you do what we all need to be doing is somehow uh, elevating the study of coincidences in a way that will be a counterbalance to how uh, our current reality with the digitalized life is making us be. Absolutely. Again, phenomenal point that you bring up uh, is this sense of kind of isolation. You know, that's an individualism that is really uh, present in our Western thinking you know, us being separate entities without much influence on those around us. And, you know, this may sound, uh, how do you say, overly simplistic, you know, but the quantum mechanics, that, that study has really broken up our perception of reality to make us realize, you know, that we are much more connected, that we, we do have subtle influences on our environment, on those around us. And we do have incredible power from that, you know, so often, you know, in life, advertising, the systems we're brought up with, how education is geared, you know, the individual often does feel like they're powerless in some ways. You know, the world is so big, how can I have an influence? But each person is so tremendously powerful and we do influence those around us. And, and you're, yes, and, go on. And the more 
we can have you and me and more and more other people independently and now together coming together to help bring coincidence and synchronicity awareness to the world we're doing something we need to do and we've come to the end of this show been a pleasure having you on the show christine i look forward to your movie listening to connecting with coincidence i'm your host dr bernie biteman md on the next known broadcast network our guest has been christine Foley.